everyone. Welcome back to Biliteracy Now. I'm your host, Diana. In today's episode, I'm going to be sharing with you what my first year of teaching was like. Stay tuned. Welcome back. As always, you can follow me on any social media platform at Biliteracy Now. You can visit my website, biliteracynow.com. Purchase my products on Teachers Pay Teachers, Bilingual Marketplace, and even on my own website. Let's get started on today's episode. I've been wanting to record this one for quite some time now because I've gotten many questions regarding tips and ideas on what to do to survive your first year of teaching. Now, rather than giving everyone a list of things that you should or should not be doing your first year, instead I want to share with you what my first year of teaching was like and what are some lessons that I learned throughout that first year that helped shape me into the educator that I am today. I'm going to start by sharing one very important fact with you regarding my first year of teaching. I was actually a late hire because we had our our school had my school had a lot of students and they needed an extra teacher, so they hired one more, me. They hired me in September. In Texas, we begin school in August, like mid-August, so I was about 1 month behind when I started my first year of teaching. Clearly, I was overwhelmed, nervous. I didn't know what I was doing, but I survived and I learned so much throughout that first year of teaching. I felt lucky because I was actually assigned to a really, really amazing mentor who sort of guided me that first year and helped me, you know, shape into the teacher that I wanted to become eventually. And so that's something that I always think back and remember like, oh, I had a great mentor. I don't ever think back and remember, oh, I started the year off late and I was sort of like unorganized and all over the place. Um, I quickly learned to become organized and sort of get it together for the sake of my students. And so I'm going to start by sharing with you guys one, some of the mistakes. I, I say the mistakes, but really it's not really a mistake that I sort of did my first year of teaching that sort of made it a little bit more difficult for me to sort of balance everything. And the very first one was I spent a lot of money on my classroom. Now, I want to start off by saying that I'm not judging, I'm not attacking, and I totally support everyone's right to spend what they want to spend on their classroom. I'm not here to pass judgment on that. Good for you if you're able to do that. I felt when I look back at that first year, I felt like I spent way too much money on my classroom because I should have really been focusing on catching up regarding the standards, the teaks and sort of what my students needed. Now, my mentor was really great because she actually pulled me to the side and said, look, your classroom looks fabulous. I love, you know, all the colors and you're doing a great job making it all look like a, you know, a very nice welcoming place for your students. But we really need to sit down and study these standards. And so I did, I did do that. But I will say that I look back now and I think, wow, was all that money worth um, all of that, all that time and energy that I spent decorating my classroom, was it really worth it? I would say probably not, but at the time it made, it made me feel good. You know, I felt like my classroom looked really nice. Uh, so the second thing that I felt like I did that I probably shouldn't shouldn't have done was I stayed late all of the time. And when I say I stayed late, I mean I stayed till like 6 p.m., right? And I was there, you know, until it got dark sometimes. I don't even know why I did it because I felt like I had sort of caught up with with what I needed to do but I still felt like I needed to stay a little bit longer just to sort of like prove myself I don't know I wanted to show everyone that I was a hard worker and even though I was a late hire 
I wanted to show them that I was still capable of, you know, doing whatever they wanted me to do. And so that's one thing that I wish I could go back and change because I did miss out on a lot of things. Like I, I did miss out on like dinners with friends, their birthdays, their parties or things like, or get togethers with my family. And so if I could go back in time, I probably wouldn't have stayed late every single day because usually when that happened, I began to resent myself. Like, why am I staying so late? What am I doing here? And so it wasn't really good for, you know, my health and all, all of those things. Something else that I felt like I probably should not have done my first year of teaching was that I really did keep to myself a lot. I really didn't go out of my way to sort of collaborate or even ask anyone for help. And I'm not really sure exactly why. I don't know if it was because, I mean, deep down inside, I think on some level I was embarrassed to say, hey guys, you know, I'm kind of struggling with my read aloud. Can you help me with this? Or I'm struggling with my lessons. What do I need to do here? Really, I sort of stayed inside of my bubble inside, you know, with just with my mentor and and myself. And I went to her sort of for everything. But you know that saying, sometimes the best PD is down the hall. There were definitely a lot of teachers at my campus that year that I could have asked for help in addition to my mentor because my mentor is fabulous, is fabulous, was fabulous. Um, but there was obviously other people that I could have also asked, you know, to sort of guide guide me or help me or even just let's work together. You're new, I'm new, let's work together and, you know, make it work or, you know, how can I help you? Can you help me? And I didn't really do that my first year. And I really sort of look back and think, wow, I wonder what my year would have been like had I asked for help. Another quote unquote mistake that I feel like I made uh, my first year of teaching was I did volunteer for everything for my campus. So if there was a committee that was about to, you know, get started on or we had to, you know, do, I don't know, like a dance or any of those things, I was immediately the first one to raise your hand and say, I totally want to do this. I want to help organize it. How can I help? And even though it's great to be a team player and to sort of help out the community and, you know, your campus, you also have to know when to say no. And I didn't do that. I just volunteered. I just signed up and I put my name everywhere and I wanted to help as, you know, as much as I could. And I quickly learned that that was extremely overwhelming because I even signed up for like tutoring, Saturday tutoring and even summer school. But I was... I know I began to sort of feel some sort of resentment towards myself for for signing up for all of those things because in the summer I was so tired, overwhelmed, and I thought, why am I working summer? You know, it wasn't even about the money. It was just me trying to, again, prove that I'm capable of working hard and of capable of doing everything. But the truth is we can't do everything, you know, and so... I learned quickly not to do that for the second year, for my second year of teaching. And I never, I haven't worked summer school since that first year. <laughs> so it kind of like scarred me for life and it made me realize it just wasn't worth it. Although I have signed up to work, you know, um, tutoring after school and even Saturday school since then. So I haven't completely stopped volunteering. Obviously I still help and I still want to, you know, help my campus and help my, my school and my teachers. So I still volunteer for certain things, but I've gotten better at, saying no to a lot of other things that I feel like either one aren't important to me or two I'm just not able to commit to that and I'm still working on saying no without having to give an you know a reason why I, I say no and I give a reason immediately after but I'm trying to work on just saying no without having to explain myself so stay tuned for that let's see if I get better with that you know this year Another thing that I feel like I sort of quote unquote a mistake that I made my first year of teaching was I planned according to my team and not according to my students. So I'm going to explain that um, quickly. So 
when I first started teaching, I was in a group of, I believe there were six of us or five of us, and each person was assigned a subject. So, because we were all self-contained, we all taught everything. So one person was in charge of reading, the reading lessons, one was in charge of writing, one was in charge of math, science, social studies, those types of things. And so then we just sort of sort of swapped our lessons with each other and then submitted them and then we taught them according to what everyone had, um, you know, prepared for us. Now, I did that my first, you know, from September up until December, that, that first semester that I was a te- you know, first year teacher. And I realized, you know, then that it was just wasn't some of the stuff that they had created for us or for me. You know, every teacher plans according to their students, right? So... When I was in charge of reading plans, guess what? My reading plans were reflective of the students that were in my classroom. And the person who was in charge of science, you know, planned it according to the kids that were in her classroom. And so I had to learn very quickly that I couldn't just take their lessons and just start teaching them to my students. I had to really dig dig deeper and really think about, are these lessons applicable to my students? How can I make them more culturally relevant? How can I make them more um, adaptable to the students that are in my classroom? Because the person who prepared them, you know, doesn't really know what my students are like, just like I don't know what their students are like. And so my mentor, you know, sat me down and said, okay, let's work through them. Let's come up with our own activities. Let's figure out what we need, you know, what our students need. And so I think that was something that, yes, it was quote unquote a mistake that I made my first year of teaching, but Like I said, I don't consider any of the things that I've shared with you today mistakes because there are things that we as educators, we learn along the way. So they're really lessons that I learned on things that I should or should not be doing for my students, for myself as a teacher, as an educator, as a person. And so I hope that me sharing these things with you can sort of give you an idea or make you at least feel like you're not alone. If you're struggling, please don't be afraid to ask for help. Don't be afraid to collaborate with people, volunteer for the things that really matter to you, say no to the things that don't matter to you, don't stay late every single day, and don't continue to spend so much money on your classroom unless it makes you feel good and it makes you feel happy and you can afford to do it, then by all means do it. But if you can't afford to do it and you choose not to do it, you know, don't feel pressured and feel like you have to do it. What really matters is that you are prepared and that you're providing high quality education to your students. That is what matters. And do not look back at your old self and say, wow, I made that mistake. I should not have done that. What was I thinking? Instead, try forgiving yourself for doing those things that you did in the past and remembering that each year is an opportunity for you to start fresh and do something better. Once you know better, you do better. And that really is the message that I want to send you off with today. If you are a first-year teacher and you're new to this community, I want to welcome you. Thank you so much for joining us. Si eres maestro o maestra bilingüe, bienvenido o bienvenida. Thank you again for joining me today. I'm Diana, and as always, my hope is that you leave inspired. <laughs>